Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. Another beautiful day in sunny St. George, Utah. You're listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Today on episode 63, we have Amber Bride coming on. Check this out. Amber went from work, from being homeless at Switchpoint to now today in her recovery, she works for The Point at Switchpoint. So we're going to get to Amber's story. Before that, this is a Christmas edition. What's up with the black Santa hat? Bah humbug. Oh, you're going to be that guy, huh? No, I just, that's the only ad I could find. <laughs> right on. Well, I'm, I'm your host, Jared Miller, substance abuse counselor. I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host, and I am board certified in addiction medicine. And our guest, Amber Bride. Yes, Amber Bride, not McBride. Am- that's right. I got, I got the last <laughs> name wrong on the promo. Did you say McBride on the promo? I did. I did. I know. And I made the reservation at the Hilton under McBride, too. It was. This is the guy. He's. He's really good at a lot of stuff. Names, not one of them. Not. Not the greatest. Hey, look at that. Beautiful. Whoa! So festive. How festive it is in here. If you're watching on the If you're watching on the feed, we just got more festive all of a sudden. Well, that might wake me right up because I, I had envisioned a show that's going to start out real slow and then fizzle out altogether. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get after it. You want to take us through? Uh, what are we doing? Let's are we, check are in. We doing a show? Yeah. Okay. Episode six podcast. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I just I just drove in. I'm just getting my bearings about me, and uh, so we'll start our podcast, which starts with new and goods. Uh, Jared. New and good. What is new and good in your, in the world of Jared Miller? You know, this time of the year, I'm I'm. What's new and good for me is I'm just excited that I am all the way ready for Christmas. I have all my gifts prepared. They're all wrapped. They're all under the tree. I got all my boxes checked. That's what's new, and that's what's good in my I world. I don't see my gift here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not. It's in the mail. You know, it'll be in the mail after yeah. Christmas too. Won't but hey, what's what's new and good with you? Uh, I have none of my Christmas done, but you're shocked by that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, everything you know about me, guess when I shop? Last minute. I shop New Year, uh, Christmas Eve, not New Year's Eve. That's a little late, but it I wouldn't sh- surprise me if it was New Year's. But Eve. I'm an awesome Christmas <laughs> Eve shopper. An hour sure. before the store closes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I'm awesome because then I feel guilty and I just buy everything, so it all works <laughs> out for everybody. Uh, what do I have new and good? I saw my brother last night. He's from Arizona. He was in town. My mother is dying. That's not new and good, and it's sad and devastating and difficult and. I'll I'll be all right, but it, yeah, that's it's hard. Coming, we we both went over and saw my mom last night. It's interesting. She was a little. Um, she's uh, she's dying. I mean, she's really dying. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to break out and cry about this or anything. But she's dying, and uh, sometimes you go over and visit. And it doesn't even look like she knew you were there. Yeah. But last night she rallied. Like she was kind of. We had a little conversation. We talked about the football game that was on last night, and. So that that was new and good. I got to spend a little time with my mom last night. So I'm going to take that as my new and good today. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Mr. Denovan in the corner. What is new and good in the room? Everything's fine. Sean Everything's great. You got Have a you fever. Sold a lot yet? And, and anything I talk about will be like scrutinized by one side or the other. Oh, that's all we do. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. So we're really good at that. We told mom and dad we're going to go to San Jose to see uh, the grandparents. No big deal. And they wrote back and said, cool, as long as you guys are both vaccinated. Mm. Me and wife. So uh, one of us has chosen, used our freedom to get the vaccine. And one of us has chosen not to get the vaccine. One mm-hmm. of us doesn't feel very yeah. good right now. And I, yeah, I got the booster yesterday. So I'm a little, yeah. Hey, I, have I, some, I, I haven't some, felt like this for years. I have some interesting news. I have three vaccines in my car that I could give to your wife. I really do have three Man, that's vaccines. That's like the worst pickup line, dude. That's <laughs> creepy. Hey, you want to come back in my car? I got some vaccines in the back. Hey. So you'd we, be surprised the women you pick up with that kind of pickup line. <laughs> they usually got. I got birth control. I got Plan B. Come on, got, hey. They usually got stuff oh, running out man. of orifices, but whatever. I know. I said it. <laughs> I'm sorry. This has become your this epi- is episode six. Current and weird, not my new and good. So you just run with that. Yep. Uh, Amber, in your world, what's new and good? 
in my world, new and good um, today is uh, being here. Um, all of my Christmas is done. Um, we're going to be a family um, all together, which, you know, it's been a long time since that happened. So Sweet. I'm celebrating that moment today. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's way cool. Well, sweet. Shall we uh, talk about what's old and bad? No, <laughs> no, no. The point of the new and goods is to kind of pump us up, you yeah, know what I mean? Get warmed you know? up, some positive psychology. But I want to talk about okay. old and bad. <laughs> He's the bad Santa today, yeah, yeah. as you can tell yes. with the black, the black Christmas hat on. What I want to talk about is Amber. I want to talk about Amber Bride, really. I don't really know you. Like, I know you from Facebook. <laughs> like, I have a vague idea of kind of some of the things that you like in life and enjoy, but I don't know you very well. So let's start right here. Okay. Just tell me who you are. Tell me what your life is a little bit today. Um, today? Yeah. Just um, introduce yourselves to those of us that don't know you. Today, I am... Um, someone in long-term recovery. Um, I'm all, almost have three years. Congratulations. Um, I have three kids, uh, 20, 19, 17. What the heck just happened? <laughs> I don't think they're kids anymore, Amber. No. How yeah, old are you? Adults. I'm 40. What? Just turned 40, okay? I you wouldn't know. have guessed 40. I wouldn't have either. Processing that. So. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to talk about that. It's a sensitive All subject. All right, let's yeah, move on. Let's move on past the forty. I just didn't. I just wouldn't have pictured you as somebody well, with thank kids you. that age. Yeah, I get that a lot. So no, that's you know, good. That's a that's new. A that, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Where do your kids live? Up north with me. Uh, where do you live? Um, in Sandy, Utah. So you I do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I work in Sandy. Yeah, I went up there for treatment and decided to. Where'd stay. you go to treatment? Annie's house. Okay. Yeah. There How'd you, you like Annie's house? I loved it. What'd love, you love about love. it? Um, I love that it was all women's, um, and also that it removed me from where I was at, so I could focus on myself, you know, and really get a foundation of what that looked like. You did you know did you know something about Annie's house? Yeah, she knew a lot about Annie's house. It is get more specific. One of the locations of our sponsor. Episode 63 is brought to you oh by Steps Recovery God. Center. Who's in charge of this episode? <laughs> they are ready to help when you're ready yes. to contact them. You can contact them at 801-800-8142. But a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that Annie's house yeah. is a location. Yeah. It's a Steps Recovery Center's location. It's just more specialized. Uh, it was all women's when you were there? Yeah. Um, is it's, it not now? It, no. It's more of mental health now. Like yeah. they, have a little, they do a little bit of the SUD, the substance use disorder stuff, but it's also predominantly the mental health yeah so so yeah and it, i mean it, it changed my life right making that decision and seeing the process through right treatment day treatment iop and Set. we're and we're gonna get back to yeah. that point in the story um i am i have a house i have a car like all these things that i never thought i would oh. um I love my job. I have an amazing job at the point. Um, I do a lot of service work. Um, I stay in the middle of the herd. Um, I'm very, you know, I don't really plan ahead because, you know, that's where we get in trouble. <laughs> um, I, let's see. Go ahead, keep going. You're um, good. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I am all about my like recovery and meeting people where they're at. Um, I think it's important to see people where they're at, spread hope. Um, That's what you're doing on this podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Come on. Share a message of hope. Yeah. Hope and inspiration. Strength. Well, I'm confusing it. Sorry. What are you confused <laughs> about? <laughs> are you okay today, dude? I'm actually no. a little up here today. Are so, you? Yeah. You okay. can run with your stuff for a second. Okay. Totally cool. Totally well, let's cool. get rock and rolling right. about, okay. about uh, your journey, Amber, into recovery. So, Should we scratch out the mick on her so you don't say it again? <laughs> yeah, it does. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> so so talk to me a little bit about childhood. What did childhood look like? Just a little kind of glimpse, a little synopsis. Um, so parents left me when I was four. They were addicts. Um, so it's generational in wait, your wait, family. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, now I woke up. Okay. Your parents left you at four. Yes. What does that mean? 
they um, asked my grandma to babysit so they could go get a job and then didn't come back. Never came home. Wow. That's you wild. Know. No, I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. I'm telling you, Amber's got, she's got a story. Okay. She has a yes. story. Let's keep going. So apparently you're now living with your grandparents by the age of four. Yes. Okay. Um, um, let's see. Grandma's stay was, on one hand, very grateful for the fact that I experienced a lot of things that most adults hadn't, right? She had lots of money, but that also came with the prestige of status quo, um, fitting the box, the mold. Um, when I was 12, she decided that she no longer wanted to raise me. Um, so then that started my journey to group homes, foster homes. So I was 17. Well, hold on. I'm now I'm now I'm going to be yeah, the yeah. one to pull the pull the reins <laughs> yeah, back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you say fit the fit the mold, check the boxes with grandma, was, was there a little bit of unrealistic expectations? That's kind of what I hear. Yeah. Um, it was, was it a beat the Jones mentality? Talk to me a little bit about what, how did, how did you feel you had to be or show up to be good enough to so hit the mark? To, to hit the mark with grandma, it was, you needed to be a certain size, right? Um, the world only accepts people that fall in the category of a size zero to a size two. Oh, okay. Anything outside of that is just not acceptable. You know, the world won't accept you. I did private school and dance and piano and art and, you know, drama and, I mean, the list. I'm right? a fat kid. Grandma would have hated me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm gone, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry, Grandma. Yeah. So, you know, it was just the constant um, needing to be the best, right? Needing to be the best, fit the mold, do all of the things, um, and then still not showing up, right? It still was never, never enough. Um mm. And then, you know, the older I got, the more I kind of pushed back, like, well, who are my parents and why does it look Ooh, like this? Started and, asking uncomfortable yeah. questions. So at 13, at 13, you go to a foster home? Tw well, so it was 12. 12, okay. Um, it was more of like a family relative that, you know, was so paid. So extended family. Yeah. Okay. So it was, they had a contract and they were paid to take care of me. And to follow the, you know, check Who the mark. Grandma? grandma. Okay. Yeah. So grandma so, got tired of her babysitting gig, her eight year long babysitting yeah. gig. And then decided that she was going to pay someone else to um, handle things the way that she wanted them handled, but with, you know, hands off. So it wasn't her doing it. So a lot of instability growing up. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty. Yeah. A lot of um, abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. know, now your parents aren't there and then your grandparents aren't there. Basically, that's got to feel like nobody wants me. Yeah. A um, kind of, you know, started that cycle of um, just I'm not worth it. Right. You know, if the people that are supposed to be there aren't there, then what do I do? How do I make this work so that people will stay? Yeah. So mm. when we look. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Because when we look at this today as adults, we realize your parents made a gigantic mistake and your grandparents made a gigantic mistake. But as a child, it's all, what is wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like, what? how can I be better to have people want to, me to stay around? Mm. Do you and feel like you internalized not, it like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Dr. Sellers is a pretty smart cat, yeah. isn't he? That's just, right? That's, yeah. that's tough for a kid because they take that all on themselves. Like, I'm doing something wrong. Your parents did something dramatically wrong. And I, I, I'm not here to... To knock on your parents. No. We don't know the, I don't know the background of the, them and they, we don't know what the yeah. struggles they had, but that was dramatically wrong for you. And then your grandparents <laughs> sold you. Yeah. Mm. Man, and I'm laughing and it's not funny at all, but that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Did you know that at the time? And that's like, holy mackerel, I no. must be faulty. Um, I look, I mean, when I look back now, right, I'm like, oh, that was wrong. Right. <laughs> if I would have known what I know today, yeah, I maybe would have sure. like made more noise, you know. Sure. But internalizing it, right? So every time it was like I was getting moved, it was, okay, what do I, what do I need to do so to to, to fix this, yeah. right? Um, and I carried that for, I mean, I think up until probably 
I was 37. Or 40. You know. Or 40. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's probably still somewhat in there. Yeah. I mean, I. probably worked through a bunch of it. It's one of those things I can see today, right? Like, it's, I'm like, oh, you're kind of like, no, we don't live like that anymore. Yeah. We don't have to live that way, you know. You know what I think is. Good attitude. you, You know what really interests me about Amber is she went through such a hard childhood and yet I know a little bit about Amber, right? And most people, a lot of people come on here and they start using age 12, age 14, right? We've had some pretty young people when they first start using. Amber, when did you first start using? 34. 34. (laughs) Despite all of that background, she she didn't start using until 34. What just happened? And what were the conditions around that? Because like, I want to use based on the thing. I wanted to start using at age four in her story. Right. Like yeah, I want to yeah, use yeah. now because of what happened to her at age four. That's crazy. So talk to me about so that. How'd you get that? Yeah. Um, so when I was about, I want to say 28, 29, um, I had a back injury. And, you know, good old doctors. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, you know me. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know me. I'm, I'm, I don't always side with the doctors in this whole thing. Yeah. I know. We're to blame for a big chunk of it. No question. Um, you know, pre- prescribe me pain pills. And from sure. the jump, I mean, it was morphine and oxycod- oxycodone and, you know. Um, and I kind of lost, like, who I was, right? Because nobody could tell me what was wrong with it. I'm taking these pain pills as prescribed. Um, and then... You know, I didn't think anything of it. Sure. I I was helping my pain so I could take care of my kids. And um, I knew I didn't want to have back surgery. So that was the solution for the time until, you know, it wasn't. What happened to, you, what happened to your back um, the injury? So it, one day I woke up and I just couldn't stand up. Really? There wasn't a, you weren't? You didn't fall yeah. off a ladder. You didn't, Mm-mm. nothing like that. Um, oh. And then when I went into the doctor, they were like, wait a minute. What do you mean? You know, and they're like, oh, you've got, um, I have scoliosis and I've got herniating bulging discs. Um, my vertebrae are um, splintered from, I guess, rubbing oh. for so long together. Um, so so all, stuff all internally, sorts. you didn't have an accident, but you had some internal yeah. scoliosis and stuff like yeah. that going on. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. You said it, you said it worked until it didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to progress this through yeah, yeah. this thing. Yeah, you're good. So it. So talk to me about what does that mean? What does that look like? It worked until it didn't. Um, I mean, husband left. Um, Ooh, that ain't working. I, you know, he took my youngest son, and then my two oldest kids' dad came and got them because you know I was struggling, and so then I'm in my house without my kids for the first time in my whole life, right? Um. And I couldn't shut the feelings off. I couldn't anything. Um, I had been selling my scripts to afford to go to the doctor. And then I was sick. And I... Abandonment all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had a friend that was like, well, this will help so you're not sick. And, you know, I was hooked. Um, It was the missing piece for me, right? What Um, was it that he he offered you? Oh, okay. So you were doing prescription pain meds. Yeah. And then you ran out. Yep. Okay. And the quote unquote friend steps in. Yeah. This will make everything better. Yep. Beautiful. The biggest lie we tell ourselves. Yep. And for a minute it did, right? I mean, it silenced my head. It silenced the emotions. And I was like, oh, this is the missing piece. You know, (laughs) I've been like fighting for so long to survive life and do the right thing. And this is where it got me. And, um, and then in my, you know, addiction, I got super skinny and everybody wanted me and everybody wanted to be my friend and I had money and I had status. So then grandma's voice, right, is like, yeah, I heard, you know. I heard grandma too, right there. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she was right. right. This mm. is how the world works, right. right? So I've got grandma's voice, I've got the addiction, both just piling, like this is, this is where you're supposed to be. Um, until I got locked up <laughs> right before Christmas. How does that happen? Yeah. What were the circumstances around that? I was driving with some very known people in this town, and um, they had warrants. Oh. Yeah. So So you're from St. George. You live up north now, but St. George is is home. It was your childhood stomping grounds. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get arrested right before Christmas, and I'm like, wait, 
no, this is not working for me, you know? And, uh, what you get charged with? Did, so Possession. The, okay. You, you got pulled over basically because you were with some people that the cops yeah. were basically after, right? Yeah. Okay. And then I, ha- you know, and I you had, had my personal. You had on you. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I get my possession charged. I'm like, Christmas, I've never missed Christmas. How am I going to split this with my kids? You know, the clink of the doors. I'm like, oh, this is real. And I don't like it. Like, you How know? old are you at that, at that point? So, let's see, 2014, 35? 34, 35. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, my husband was able to bail me out. I call him, right? We weren't together at the time, but he was the one person. I was like, get me out. You know, right. crying, sobbing. It's those jailhouse calls. Like, everything's going to be different. It's, I, You were right. And, uh, you know, he bails me out. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to do things different. You were cured. Jail cured everything, right? Cured it. Like, no. You never went back, never touched it again. Always does. I mean. Oh, dang it. That does. Oh, okay. You should never send addicts to treatment because jail works every time. Every time. The first time, time, every time. Right? (laughs) So, you know, um, my story's not unique in the sense of uh, of the dark places, right? Um, Just spiraled out of control. Couldn't grip it. Um, kept telling myself the lie. Um, you know, homeless, what, four times? You know. Four different times. Yeah. Um, wow. One of those times actually was in recovery, though. So, we'll, you know, we'll touch on that. In part like, two. Part yeah. two, right? Um, so, and, did you and your husband try to work things out when he bailed you out? Or were you like, hey, thanks, peace, I'm out? No. So, we, we did. Um, I think a lot of it was my own insecurities, right? Um, it was comfortable and he showed up. Um, and so, well, I, I don't want to let him go. Mm. Right. Well, yeah. At that point you'll take any, yeah. any buddy that'll show up. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, we hang on, we hung on to that and our addiction, you know, the craziness. Was he using it at the same time? Yes. Okay. So we're using together, homeless together. Um, and then, you know, a couple more jail sentences, um, get diagnosed with cancer, get out, have surgery. Do we just get to do that? that no, no. Doing? Pump the brakes on ourselves. Diagnosed with cancer. Got, <laughs> okay. And then the next thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> what happened what? with that? So, you know, no new charges, just violations, right? So I was very, very bad at probation. Wait. Cancer. Yeah. So I go to jail and I get diagnosed in jail with cancer. What was the cancer? Um, it's a real, the one in your gland. Parotid like, gland? Yeah. What'd they do? Um, so they biopsied it in jail. Okay. Came back. You've got cancer. Okay. In the horseshoe. I'm like, what, what, what just happened? Kind of like what just happened with you two. Yeah. Right? Wow. <laughs> and uh, then... They ended up letting me out for my surgery because the jail was not flipping the bill for that. Yeah. You know? They're yeah. like, oh, no, we're not doing we're not this. Pay, we're, not that. <laughs> we're not paying that. Um, get out, have my surgery, um, and then I'm homeless, right? Leaving the hospital. Um, and, you know, I. Do, do you think that, that fueled once you got out? Did that fear and that anxiety and because i could imagine listen if dr sellers tells me today that i have a that i'm diagnosed with cancer there's going to be a lot of fear there's going to be yeah. a lot of anxiety like do you think that contributed to why you lapsed when you got out um so i didn't lapse right away right i i mean i had a little moment with god and i was like please get me through this you know um Did you get pain pills after your surgery so i didn't come home with them mm. um, you had some in the hospital i had some in the hospital i didn't okay. come home with any um, I made it about four months. I just worked a, ho- a lot, right? I was like, I'm just going to stay busy. You know, I have my kids in my life now. Like I am, you know, made it through surgery. Things are good. If I can only white knuckle it the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it was just the pressure of everything. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't working. Um, white knuckling wasn't working and I needed it to stop. Um, being homeless and trying to save face is not a fun task. Yeah, I bet. And, um, that ended, that led me to my overdose. Um, and it was probably the scariest moment of my life. Um, it was, you know, public bathroom. It's a blizzard in St. George. I'm living out of my car. 
And so then I um, go to jail, and that's where I got introduced to treatment. All right. Well, guess what? We're about out of time in this first segment, but that was quite a segment. So <laughs> uh, join us back in just a few minutes after a word from our sponsor, and we will get to recovery and that sort of stuff. See you guys after this little break. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. Hi, everybody. I'm Shalee. I'm one of the clinical directors at Steps Recovery Center. At Steps, we really want to focus on the individual and not just the person in addiction. We want to have the ability to help from the time you enter and tell the time you finish, whether you need healing from trauma or family issues and concerns. We got you covered from the start of your journey to the end of your journey. We're just here to help when you're ready for us to help you. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Thank you, Shalee Webb, from that beautiful message from Steps Recovery Centers. We are back. Episode 63 is underway. We got Amber Bride. Not McBride, Amber Bride here in the house with us. She has walked us through some childhood stuff that she went through. Uh, a whole lot there in part one, <laughs> man. So, some arrests, some probation violations. Found out she got cancer while she was in jail. They released her. She had an overdose. Whew. Yeah. Man, that you're lighting it, it up. That was, that was about 15 minutes. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's. I got cancer. I overdosed. My parents gave me away. Like, so, really matter of fact stuff. Amber is is she is a survivor. She is a soldier. She has gone through some serious stuff. And listen, this is what it's all about. This is why I love bringing people on to share their stories. There's so much more behind just the addiction. Like yeah. I never knew about the childhood stuff and the cancer stuff. And I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> some deep stuff. Yeah. Hey, before we get moving on, though, uh, part two of episode number 63 of We Do Recover with Jared Miller is sponsored by the Hilton Garden Inn. Did you stay at the Hilton Garden Inn yes. last night or are you staying there tonight? Tonight. Okay, tonight. No, the Hilton Garden Inn is beautiful. They yes. have great amenities. Pool's lovely. I love it. They take really good care of us. If you or your loved ones ever are traveling through southern Utah, specifically St. George, just give them a little Google search. Type in Hilton Garden Inn and... Uh, and they will show you a really good time because they take really good care of our people. They take really good care of all of their customers. Super nice, and the amenities are great. So did give you, them a shot. Did you know that that organization that sponsors us, so it's the Hilton, but they own a number of hotels. Right. They bought out the Fairfield Inn, remodeled it, and reopened it. Chris was just on uh, ABC4 News. They really? did a little exclusive about it, about coming down here That's for cool. the – the warm weather when it's cold up north and they've done a beautiful job at the Fairfield Inn as well. So, uh, yeah. So our legit sponsor is the Hilton Garden Inn, but it's sponsored, but it's owned by a group like a, yes, an and organization. they own a few hotels. Safari. Safari so, is the name of the group. Yeah. Right? Give them all a shot, but for sure give Hilton Garden Inn a shot. So I like the Hilton. Yeah. yeah. So nice. They're good, They're good yeah. to us. Okay. So, um, I, I just want to point that one thing out that, that we just yapped about for a second. It's like, this is funny because when these things happen to you, they are they become sort of part of your life and they they almost become really matter of fact but you just f like fly over things like cancer and parents leaving and man this is all real significant traumatic stuff for yeah. people right i mean so it's easy to the, uh, and you find me chuckling sometimes here at it it's traumatic these are difficult things yeah and so uh let's keep moving on you uh where were we here exactly you overdosed yeah tell so me about that um, I was living out of my car. Okay. Um, it was, uh, 2019, um, St. George was experiencing a blizzard. Oh my right? gosh. We all can remember that time. And, uh, the thought in my head was, well, I'm in St. George. It's probably smarter to do the last of what I have and get rid of my stuff since I'm in my car. So if I get stopped or something happens, I don't have it on me, right? Mm. Cause I'm on probation and I can't afford new charges. 
And we don't want to do probation the way we're supposed to and yeah. just not use. Yeah, yeah for right. sure. So, yeah. I mean, that's the logical thinking, of course, right? right. Well, that's our best thinking <laughs> yeah. at the time, unfortunately, right. being under the influence. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So, you know, I go to a public bathroom and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and layer up and be ready to storm the weather in my car. And um, woke up. It was probably five hours later on the floor and I couldn't. In the bathroom still. Yeah. Um, you know, couldn't see, couldn't hear, like, just kind of like, oh, great, there's probably cops on the other side of that door. <laughs> Here I go. Is that really the first thing you thought? Yeah. Man, that's funny. crazy. Um, funny, isn't it? I mean, you know, and uh, so I- not, not I just almost killed myself. Right. Oh, I bet there's cops on the other side yeah. of the door. <laughs> like, you talk about some deep, deep-seated fear. Deep-seated thinking errors. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry. I almost, um, I almost died. Yeah, hope I don't yeah. get arrested. So, um, you know, I w ended up calling a friend and I said, hey, so th there's no way that I can drive. I don't even, you know, I'm lucky that I'm even calling you, you know. Um, can you come down the street? They lived up the street from where I was at and can, you know, drive my car because I need to sleep for a couple hours because I'm supposed to be at work and I got to sleep this off. Um so, you know, they come and get me and they're like, and I'm like, well, if there's cops out there, just call my phone and I'll just come out and know, you know, what time it is. And, um, and if not, just knock on the door and I'll come out. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, now I'm like hiding in the bathroom. Like, am I going to jail? Am I going to work tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyways, of course, you know, um, I was doing IOP at Southwest Behavioral Center. Um, and I needed to go do a UA. Knew I wasn't going to, right. you know, yep. so I uh, pull it's my... It's hard when you stumble into your UA. That's yeah. tough. So, Probably you know, don't pass those. No, I, you know, I pull my case manager aside and I'm like, and I break down and I'm crying and I'm like, I I don't want to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't working. Um, she, her first thing is like, well, you've got to make that call. Your PO needs to know. And I'm like but I don't want to go to jail. Time to get honest. You know, I was honest with you. Isn't that <laughs> enough, right? Like, don't I get points for that? Um, you know, so then I call my PO and he's like, okay, well, I'll see you in a couple of days. Um, I look back now, I think his logic was, is she going to clean up and be able to pass the UA when she comes in or is she going to keep using, right? Because right. that was the first question I walk in. He's like, you going to pass the UA for me today? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, right. let's go for a walk. So um, then I'm before the judge and um, my lawyer's like, well, I'm going to try to get you treatment. You know, had you beat, had, had you, was the cancer in remission by this point? Yes. Or did you still have active cancer? So, well, I mean, I was still doing my, my checkups, oh, right? Okay. Um, I, so you'd had the surgery. You'd had I had the, the surgery. Treatment. I had the treatments. Okay. Um, and I was, you know, I wasn't completely in remission because um, this was, you know, we're looking at eight months after surgery okay um and my lawyer's like no like i think let's let's try to get you treatment um you know judge the judge that i had he's like he's really in favor of it i think that that's what we need to do for you you know so because this is like my fourth fifth time with the violation of probation it's not working yeah obviously you know? it ain't working <laughs> it's not working right. um and so the judge was like hey early release to treatment um I was going to go to steps here in St. George, um, but I had to have like a real honest conversation with myself, right? Is this going to work or am I going to do the revolving door? Mm. Um, and that's why I chose Annie's. So because the location, you wanted to change kind of your playground? Um, I, I, ne I needed to change my playground um, because of the trauma and all, all of that. I being in St. George, I would have wanted to save my husband. I would have wanted to save my kids. I lost my father-in-law. He passed away, um, and just the family was a mess. So you needed to leave yeah. the environment that you were sick in to get healthy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and in an environment, there was no distraction. Yeah, right? sure. Um, so that's what started my journey, Annie's house. Um, and I made a commitment to myself and, and my kids, you know, my daughter had that conversation with me. I'm 18 mom. You missed, you missed my birthday. You missed everything. 
and I'm going to pack up and move and you're not going to know your grandkids or be at my wedding or, you know, and, uh, is that while you were in treatment, you had that conversation right before I went to treatment. Mm. Um, she's like, well, I'm done living in fear. We're not doing this anymore. And it's not fair that this is what, you know, you've done to me and my brothers. Um, I commend her for the courage that it took to have that conversation. Absolutely. Um, you know, my mom heart was destroyed, but it was true. Um, so I, I went to Annie's house and I was like, Hey, whatever they ask, I'll, you know, all in. And, um, it was hard, right. Um, actually peeling back, you know, today now, right with you guys, I can kind of breeze through like the trauma. You know, if this would have been three years ago, I would have been a mess. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and today, though, it's it's given me the purpose to where I can reach other people. Right. I get to go do service. I get to go um, be that example. Um, attraction. You know, um, my husband found recovery because of it. Like I have my friend back. He's my best friend. We're not together, but he's my best friend today. Um, I have a relationship with my kids where they want me around. They call me just because. Um, you know, the fact that I work at the point, how full circle is that? That is, that's crazy. I'm going to stop you though, because you're jumping yeah. into life and life and recovery today. Oh. And we got to do another sponsorship mention. So one of our other sponsors is Recovery Strong. Recovery Strong is all about... Uh, Fighting addiction, strengthening recovery. If you want to go check out their apparel brand, just go to recoverystrong.com. You can click on, I believe it's under the gear tab. They got some pretty cool t-shirts right now. They're doing a sell. Uh, Sean, if you're watching this on the video, Sean's showing the gift card. Uh, they're promoting their their hoodies and their hats right now as well. So be part of the, the solution and the stigma. Go to recoverystrong.com. Get yourself some apparel. So how long were you at Annie's? Um, 45 days. Okay. And then did you do the step down process? Yes. So you followed the recommendations? Yes. Nice. So I did 45 days at Annie's, graduated successfully. I did 30 days of day treatment, graduated, um, IOP. Um, I did, I didn't graduate IOP. I did about four, four and a half weeks. Um, circumstances with... My youngest son, he was going through some, some mental stuff and, and really struggling and, and needed my attention. Um, and but how cool is that that you actually were back to being a mom at that yeah. point? And the, the cooler thing is, is because I had done the work, right, and I had listened to the recommendation of doing the process, I was able to go to the clinical team and said, this is what's going on. This is what I think is best for me. And they were all, without a doubt, were like, well, you're doing it. Like, we all sign off on right, this. Right. You know, like, of course, you yeah, know. You got the nudge from the judge, so you didn't really have, per se, a choice. Yeah. Right? Which, honestly, sometimes I think we knock on the criminal justice system, but I think that that's a big, you know, when you're externally motivated by, yeah, hey, this is, you got to do this, oftentimes it, it does help. We And we've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. When I think doing the work though too, right? I mean, cause I think we see a lot, we see a lot of people where they are able to maintain for that period of time, right? People look at me today and it's like, how did you get three years? Like I never right. thought you were going to make it out. You've been out of treatment how long and you didn't lapse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, you, you know, you get the nudge from the judge, you listen to their recommendation, um, but you, you really have to do the work. Right. I mean, you have to really show up. Yeah. If you're wanting to actually make yeah. a change in your life, you've got to do the work. Yeah. For sure. You can't just be a butt in a seat. No. Right. What's your thoughts, sellers? Penny, for your thoughts. Uh, wow. Just still a lot of, a lot of craziness in life that got her to where she's at today, which is incredible. I, I, I hear the desperation of, of losing kids and, losing f entire families, like she lost her parents and her grandparents, then she lost her kids, and then she was incarcerated, and then she had cancer, and then she, I can't believe this story, really. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So talk to me about this early- This is a life that, I mean, how many people are gonna turn to drugs after that? Right. Every stinking one? Right. Yep. If they have any access at all, every stinking one. Yeah, yeah, a way to cope or deal and yeah. check out. Yeah. So, so in early recovery, 
you said that you were homeless four times. Talk to me about early recovery while you're maybe in day treatment or IOP. Did you, what was your first job? What was your living circumstances? How did you piece together the life that you have right now? So, um, I, you know, I'm out of Annie's house and I am in day treatment. Don't know anybody. You know, I didn't even have an ID at the time. Um, and I had a friend up there that was in recovery. Um, and she opened her home to me. She's like, I don't do this, but I believe in you and you've done the work. And I, I believe that you need, you know, you need this helping hand. So, um, I stayed with her. Um, and then she ended up moving to Texas. That's where her husband was working and it was just too much having two households. Um, so then I find myself, okay, I can go to my in-laws. Um, it's not necessarily the best place for me where I'm on probation. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, they're very supportive. It's just lifestyle things. Right. Your PO shows up. They can't decipher who's alcohols, who's, yeah. and who's, yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I pick up what you're yeah. putting down, Amber. Yep. So, you know, um, and, and there was some boundary issues, right? I, I learned in recovery, I needed to have boundaries. Um, and she that, just dropped the big B word. So yeah, there's yeah. the big B word. And, boundaries. uh, I, heard it. I don't I, know what it means, but I heard it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a growing fashion in my life. So. <laughs> I love it, Amber. <laughs> it's a, an accessory that I carry with me these days. Um, Matches. and, uh, I, luckily for me, I went to treatment with someone who was working at a sales floor. I have lots of experience in sales and steps was in between a sales floor. Right. So I'm on my way on tracks to a meeting and the gentleman's like, Hey, I think we're hiring for like the location. Yeah. Really? So like day treatments on one side, the sales floors in the middle. And then on the other side was IOP. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So like I could go to day treatment and then walk like next door walk and go to work, job. you know? That's a God thing. I'm yeah. sorry, but that is Amber. No. That is a God thing. Like it, that's, that's a higher power thing. For, it really is. Um, the people that I met in that, right, that job opened doors and it started the, the true belief of my worth. Mm. Um, I ended up finding myself homeless while I was working at the company. Because the lady moved to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I broke down to one of the owners and I said, I don't want to go back to jail. Like I'm doing all the right things, but I don't have, a, I don't have an address. <laughs> like that's right. a violation. That's a probation violation. Yeah. That's you know? PV. And, um, so he went to the owners and they actually paid for a motel for 10 days. Um, so that I could have time to go to my PO and I was just honest with them. Right. Like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to be honest and just say, this is the situation. Um, and he's like, okay, you know, it's a lot different too up North probation up North is a little bit different than probation down here. Well, you know, it's different. You're not given dirty UAs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that helps. Amber, yeah. you know? I mean, that, that makes every probation different. That, that's maybe a little bit more. All right. All right. I'll give you that, Jared. Okay. North, South, <laughs> clean know. UAs, dirty UAs. Maybe you know, that's the difference. That's, maybe it could that's be. the difference. Yeah. So, you know, the owner actually let me stay at the office. They what? opened. Yeah. Like, and, and when he, when he went to me with that, not only did they let me stay at the office, like he went shopping and like stocked the kitchen. So I would have food. Wow. And I was what like, heck? wait, what? You don't even know me. What the heck? Right. Yeah. Guess who does, like, guess who does know you? You know? So I, I, God, I did not yeah. get emotional during all the trauma and your, the, the backstory, but that touches my heart. Yeah. I might just start shedding tears right now. Like that is cool. Not only did he let you give you a place to stay, he went out and bought food. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. How after that guy. Like yeah. and hats off to God. Yeah, that was absolutely. like my and that guy for doing God's work. That was my journey of like oh like maybe I do matter. Right? Mm -hmm. Like this stranger doesn't even know me. And he's willing to like let me stay in the office with all of this expensive stuff out of his own pocket he's feeding me so now you start internalizing the good stuff what does yeah. that tell me about me now yeah. Oh, yeah um you know like maybe my grandma wasn't right you know <sighs> what um what does that even look like what does that feel like um and you know and th there was a moment where i was like i got sober for this 
right? You know, because it was during the holidays, so I'm like sitting at the office. And Always I'm like, the hardest time. You year. know, I'm like, I got sober to be like homeless, sitting in an office. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> isn't that that's a beautiful example though of perspective because you can look at that and say, this is what I got sober for. I'm in an office. I don't have a bed. Yeah, I don't have a real room of mine. Or you can look at it and say, somebody stocked the fridge for me? Yeah. Somebody actually that I don't know let me stay in a place that he owns and he wound up stocking the fridge for me. And that's all just perspective yeah. right there. Both those things are true. Yeah. You you were in a crappy situation. You didn't even have a place of your own. And you also had somebody willing to buy you yeah. food. The difference is the shelter. victim mentality or the victor mentality, yeah. right? Yep. And, and the one thing that I took from that, and that's probably the most monumental moment, I think, of what led me on this path of, of my foundation recovery is I sat with the feelings, right? I cried and and I was upset and, and you know, all of those. Yeah, you let it be hard. Um, let it be hard. Feel it. But at the end of the day, it was his love for me. Like, a stranger loves me enough mm. to, like do this for me, yeah. you know? Um, and then it, it, that's what started my journey of like, okay, like I need to spread hope. So how I, long were you doing that? And what did the transition from that look like? So it was three, about three months. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a felon and you have bad credit and you know, it's kind of tough. It's kind of a little, little hard, right? A little hard. You, you for, don't walk up and rent any place you want to. No, you don't, right. you you don't know? walk up and apply for every tariff, job. Please. Yeah. No. You know, I'll take, take this job. I want to be the supervisor. Take that house on the hill. Like, right. you know, yeah. swimming pool in the back. Yep. No, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> oh. doesn't happen. That um, that's and how again, we want it though. In our attic minds, right? right. We want everything right, right. I'm now. I'm clean now. I'm clean now. I deserve the house. I got clean yesterday. I want my family to love me. I want to have the best job and I want to have the best house and I want to drive a Ferrari. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, so I just kept doing the next right thing. Right. Say, uh, I'm not an addict, but I have those same feelings too. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it's just a human, maybe it's just a human thing. Fair enough. I I want everything now. It's like, I paid my taxes. I did this. Where's, where's, where's my, where's my uh, pool in the backyard? Yeah. Um, It's coming. It's in the mail, Sean. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to snow this week. I'll have a puddle in the back. That's my yeah, pool. There you go. So It's all perspective, Sean. You asked for a pool. Mother Nature's trying to give you a pool, man. <laughs> you didn't say what type of pool. You just said pool. Well, you come right? over with your floaties. We can go swimming. <laughs> I, put a, I put a little toothpick out there, and you can dive off it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I just kept doing the next right thing. Um I kind of got a fire in me to where it was like I was going to prove my grandma wrong. Ooh, yeah. I right? Like. Use oppositional defiance in a yeah. good way. You yeah. know, like. It's there. Might as well use um, it. And, and so I started fueling it different, right? My perspectives changed. Um, how I saw myself changed. Um, so I'm three months in um, and the, the same gentleman. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I can't keep living at the office forever. At this point, I have all of my kids living up north. They're at the in-laws, but, like, they don't have a space, right? They don't have, you know, and I'm like, this, something's got to give. And he ended up putting his name on the line with his realtor, who luckily, well, not luckily, it was a God thing. Um, He had a rental that was coming available in three weeks. And I, I mean, I still had to do the work, right? I mean, it wasn't oh, yeah. handed to me. I still had to do the interviews and I had to have letters of like from my sponsor and people that I've done service with and my, you know, that I successfully completed, completed probation and treatment and, and all these things, right. To show a pattern of change. Sure. So I, you know, get the townhouse in Lehigh, um, all the kids move in, right. It was February. So it was perfect. Right. Good way to start the new, you know, new year. Um, and I just kept doing the next right thing, um, service meetings, sponsorship, like all of it, you know? Um, but I mean, that was the moment that gentleman showing me love, um, gave me the sense of like, I need to spread hope to the person that doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's some. Hopefully there's some listeners out there that have gone through or going through something similar to what you're going through. That's awesome. Should we hear about her job today? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing these days? So you remember Carol. You remember Carol. uh, I'm going to slaughter this, but Hallowell? 
Did I say yeah. Hollowell? Carol Hollowell. Yeah, she came on. She was I've a guest. Once and I got it right. But right. <laughs> so she. About it. <laughs> so she. So she started. Talk to us about the point. Okay. So I work at the point now, which is you know full circle. I because I was a resident at um, Switchpoint. But let me slow down real quick. I know I don't oh. have much time. What is the point exactly? What's so that? the point is it is an extended stay um, for vets, um, disabled, fifty five and older. Um, it's somewhere that they can stay if they need a stepping stone. We have case management there. That we're homeless. That we're homeless, right? Okay. right? Um, so we're providing them their own room in Salt Lake City. Um, yep, it's in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. And we have case managers. And what's your job? Um, I'm the, one of the front desk techs there. So cool. Yeah. It's so cool. a very fulfilling job. I love yeah, it. Because you're 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 offering to someone something that was offered to you at one point. Yeah. That's full circle. The thing I love about it is all about. Is about a year ago Amber came down and we went to lunch. You remember? Yeah. At the Red What's that? Indian food place? Red Fort. We yeah. went to lunch at Red Fort, and she was she was not having a whole lot of passion in her job, and that's cool. It's cool to see that you yeah. actually get in the lane of giving back yeah. and see. I took the suggestions. I'm good at taking suggestions. Sometimes it takes me a little bit longer, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just right. human nature, like sure. But you know, I took the suggestion, and you know, here I am today, loving my life. Beautiful. Okay, we're about out of time. I want to thank Amber for coming on today. She—that's uh, a beautiful story. Thanks for having uh, me. And Thank I hope so everybody much. can learn something from that. Just put one foot in front of the other yeah. and keep doing the next right thing. Yes. Hey, welcome, uh, Amber. Thanks, Amber, and we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.